Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. in to Nick's Mail.Bag, presented by the Stricklands and DraftKings and all of you on our Patreon, which, honestly, I'll spare you the Patreon pitch this time because this is part two. We already gave the Patreon pitch on part one, so, you know, go back and listen if you're not on the Patreon already. Check that out. But without further ado, we're going to get into the final slate of our Nick's Mail.Bag questions for this week, including... The uh, every week occurrence of Nick's mail.bag after dark right now. We can move to our next category, which is get Randall out of here. Uh, lots of lots of stuff about Randall after this report from Berman came out today. Um, first one comes from Enemy Wave in the Discord. You've got mail. Realistically, what can the Knicks get for Randall in a trade this offseason when his value is probably at its lowest it's been since he's come into the league? Um, this is a good question. We haven't gotten this one in quite some time. I remember this used to be like our number one question every single episode. A year ago or more than like a year and a half ago, I should say. Yeah. When the show first started, we were getting like five of these an episode. And then we've periodically throughout this year, we've gotten a lot of trade Randall questions too. So, uh, where are you at right now? What do you think? I mean, do you think the deal that we outlined earlier? That might be the best they can do. And I don't even know if like some definitely, I don't, I don't think people don't really like, come at us for shit we say on this podcast but um if they were theoretically going to i I wouldn't be shocked if they were like the here are all the reasons that's like a really not realistic trade but if it is realistic like i don't know they can do better than that yeah and and that's only assuming that the pistons would even want to deal you know with with that deal and just get a few picks back and you know basically tell westbrook to go home or whatever but they do have the cap space to just absorb him if they wanted to that extra yeah um yeah, that might that might be roughly it. I mean, like, so basically, if you want an upgrade, you can maybe attach like the Dallas pick to him and get like a slightly better player or at least a more bought in player. You know, like I don't necessarily. I if you would ask me this last year, I would have been like Jeremy Grant sucks compared to Julius Randle. But like, if you could get buy in from Jeremy Grant, like you have been able to get buy in from Julius this whole year, then you know maybe things would be better. Um, maybe you could. There was a lot of talk in the Discord today about like whether you could trade him to a 
a team like Indy or like Washington that are sort of for Chris uh, Naps? Maybe for Chris Naps, which we'll talk about in a minute. I would not do that. Um, but like, you know, if you could trade him to one of those two teams where those teams presumably don't want to go all in on like a mega tank, you know, and especially like Indy just seems like always want to still compete some. So maybe they would be like, oh, we'll take Randall for sure. Like, well, I, I, I floated an idea today of like, Buddy Heald, who has like two years left on his contract, but you know, whatever, like Buddy and like uh, they have, I think it's uh, who's second is it this year? Someone who has a really high pick in the second, like Detroit's maybe. Um, and then like some other various second rounders coming up. So if you get yeah. like Buddy Heald and like a few of those second rounders or even like a protected first of some sort, I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that would be fine. And Buddy Heald's, you know, whatever. You don't have to play him a ton. But he can still shoot the ball. So he kind of yeah. sucks. But, like, he can shoot. So he could be, like, your seventh guard. Um, I mean, really, the reason, like, getting rid of Randall, unless you can somehow swing getting someone like Grant. Like, getting rid of Randall is just to get rid of Randall. I don't really care who comes back. Yeah, basically. Because the team's showing that they can play well without him. Yeah, so that, it's like... Yeah, right. It's like, you know, you don't really need to add like a, you know, a commensurate level talent because the team is playing really well without him. So, you know, sometimes you have to like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go on too far of a tangent, but just to kind of explain what I'm thinking here. Sometimes you have to lose trades. Um, the Mets have Dom Smith, J.D. Davis, Robinson Cano, whatever. Not, not that they're going to be able to trade Robinson Cano, but like they've been apparently trying to trade J.D. Davis especially all offseason and just refuse to like let themselves lose that trade to free up space for Dom Smith to play more. And like sometimes you have to just fucking lose a trade, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just clear the, clear the clear the room just to, you know, right. make the, the well, like, roster work better. The roster works better without Randall. Like, I don't think Leon Rose should be as stubborn as Sandy Alderson is. And, like, you just lo- you, you, you're going to lose a trade. You're like, at this point, unfortunately, you can't. The only way you could win a Randall trade is if next year he's back to like 85% of what he was last year and you trade him at the deadline. But that's not going to happen. Like, that's, that's really asking. That's a big gamble to take. Cause if he's like sucky again next year, you might not even be able to trade him for anything. You can probably still trade him this year. Yeah. Like, you'd have to like, put the bug in his ear of like, listen here, buddy, like you signed a four year extension. So unless you start giving us more on the court, like we're not going to trade you. But if you do, then we'll trade you because then your value will go back up. But we're not going to trade you for like nothing just because you don't feel like playing, you know? And, right. and yeah. just be like, if you're going to do that, we'll literally just like send you home and you can yeah. sit there, you know, and not play. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't get rid of them, they're paying them either way. That's yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, um, so I would just, you gotta, you accept that you lose because it's too big of a gamble. Like, you can't win this offseason. And, like, I don't know, let's say it's like a 10% chance you gamble with him next year and it works out, but a 90% chance it doesn't. And if it doesn't, then you're stuck with him because no one's mm-hmm. taking that. If he sucks against us next year, like, this offseason, there will be a team. They might not offer a lot, but there'll be a team that can say, ah, oh, we can fix him. He just didn't want to be there anymore. Mm hmm. But if he comes out and he's still stinky next year, then it's like then be a team that says that. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't you can't wash that off at that point. Yeah. Like then it's just there, um, and he'll you know you're just kind of then you're even though he's only you know making like twenty five million, which still is really not a terrible contract. 
No. If he plays at his best, especially. Well, like yeah. 80, 80% oh, yeah. of his best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad contract, but it'll become an albatross because nobody right. wants to pay $25 million to a sulky jerk that doesn't do anything. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that. Uh, next question, though, from Enemy Wave. You've got mail. What type of car would you use to drive? I don't appreciate Mitch being lumped in with Randall here, but what type of car would you use to yeah. drive Mitch and Randall to the airport? I felt the same. I don't want to drive Mitch to the airport. I'll, I'll bring Mitch with me as comic relief as we're dropping yeah. Julius off. Yeah. Mitch was very funny. That would that'd be good. Who better to see Randall off? You know? He's so tall. Putting that poor guy in a car must be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't have, I don't have like a truck, so yeah. poor Mitch isn't gonna fit in my car. Um yeah. you know, say, and I are the same height. Like cars are tough for us. Like I can't imagine what somebody's a foot taller than we are deals with. Maybe, maybe like a like a British style taxi where they have like almost like the limo backseat where you're looking at each other. So there'd be more room to stretch out. Um, Also like, I know this is just a, I'm not even trying to be like, don't make jokes about this, but like Randall, you know, I don't like, I want to get rid of him, but like, I don't hate him. You know, I just don't want him on the team anymore. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm not like trying to zoom out of here. Like I hope he goes, I honestly hope he plays well somewhere else. Um, But I don't want it to be on the next anymore. Yeah, I just hope he gets his shit together. Yeah, you know? yeah, because I think. Well, I don't want to speculate, but um, I, I, yeah, I hope he like is happier. Yeah, Where, it's okay to like not like you don't have to like diagnose him, but you could right. be like clearly something is off. Yeah, with him, and I hope whatever it is, he figures it out. Right. Yeah. Um, but Mitch, it's on the Knicks or otherwise. But if it's, if it's going to be on the Knicks, he's really got to commit to that. Yeah, and I, I just don't think. I honestly, I think they're going to trade. I don't see how this isn't tenable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's going to happen too. Um, but, but Mitch, I want to. I want Mitch on the team next year. So I was going to say the the moral of the story here is Mitch is staying on the team. So Mitch is just coming along for moral support, and that's it. And we'll drop Julius at the airport. So, all right. Um, it sort of snowballs into our next question here. Uh, You've got mail. Another one from Jordan Bub at J- Bub Jordan on uh, Twitter. Should Randall be traded this off season? Who would be willing to take? On Randall out of 29 teams in the NBA, does Randall not uh, – would Randall not be on the squad next year? Uh, would that lead to a good outcome or bad outcome for the Knicks? And what would be your Knicks starting five next year without Randall? We've already sort of answered this question a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, so- just sum- let's just summarize real quick. Yeah. So this is a good summary opportunity. Um, should Randall be traded this offseason? I think we're both yes. in agreement. Yes. Yeah. Uh who would be willing to take Randall on a team that is desperate enough to think they can fix him. Um, so maybe the Lakers, maybe a team like the Pacers, whose main experience with Randall is him torching Sabonis for a yeah. couple of years. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, maybe even like a team like the Kings that just That's go after Sabonis. The, the Kings always do weird shit. So maybe they yeah. So they might just be like, if we combine these two, we'll make the super player. Randall, like, actually, he seems to hate Sabonis. Would he mm-hmm. murder him? I don't know what he did to him, but he, yeah. like, would there be a fight on the court in between I them? Think, I think that they just, like, dislike being compared to each other so much as, like, Maybe. bigs who can yeah. pass. Um, and it's probably just funny. Like, yeah. Randall yeah. really, like, I wish Randall could play Sabonis every, because he, like, does not. He is happy to go to the rim only against Samantha Sabonis this year. Yeah, and he just wants to like 
obliterate him right. every single time. Yeah. 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 I, I wish he could play him all the time, too. It would be so. Randall would be the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But that that's basically the answer to who would trade for him. You know, it would be a team that thinks they can they can get the best out of him. Um, would would Randall not being on the team next year lead to a good or bad outcome? I think it's a good, yeah. I think it's good just for morale, if nothing else, and then things would flow better. You know, we've seen over these last this last handful of games, like without him or with him in a, a more minor role, they can play quite well. Um, and Obi, I think this myth that Obi plays too high intensity to ever play more than fifteen minutes or whatever without getting gassed is bullshit. Is that a thing? Um, I've seen that. Oh, people definitely said that. Yeah, no. I saw that floating around. People being like, "Well, look at how Obi plays. Like, he'll get gassed, you know, if he if he's putting out that amount of energy for more than like fifteen minutes. So, like, that's why he's playing fifteen minutes. And it's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. He's a professional athlete. Yeah, and he's in really great shape. So, yes, he can run around all fucking day. Yeah, right. I mean, he's in a, like he's fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that would be better. It'd be sort of an addition by subtraction, you know, scenario. Um, and then what would our Knicks starting five be next year without Randall? You know, some variation of, you know, RJ, OB, Mitch in the front court. The back court is a little more up in the air. But let's say, you know, quickly Fournier maybe or quickly yeah. or, or yeah, Brunson let's, Fournier. Let's assume we're just subtracting Randall. Like, I, yeah. I don't think it gets too complicated to make other moves. So, like, quickly Fournier, RJ, OB, Mitch. That's, yeah, or even or even quickly Grimes, you know, yeah. and bring Fournier off the bench. But one yeah. of those two at the two. Otherwise, yeah, that that's it. And I think that would be really fun. I think they'd play really well together. So yeah. that would be my starting five, I think. Uh all right. So to move to our next question. Uh actually two two questions together. These these go together really well. You've got mail. So uh, our buddy Mike Plu, Orange and Plu, uh at orange underscore and underscore plu on Twitter. Uh, if Randall is gone next season, which ex Nick will be most reviled, Julius or KP? You've got mail. And then Schwinn asked in the Discord, "Do you even hate Chris Stapps anymore now that he's in Washington?" Uh, so, who would be more reviled if Julius gets traded, Julius or KP? And do you even still hate Chris Stapps? Um, I'm pretty indifferent on Chris Stapps at this point because he sucks now, and like I don't, I just don't care about the Wizards. Um, but he'll still be more reviled than Randall. I think like, it's just the fact that Chris Epps was a draft pick um, was supposed to be like, you know, the savior of the team. And then he just like up and quit on them. I mean, Randall kind of did the same thing, but I don't know. It's not the same because Randall wasn't drafted by the next. Um, I think that's a big differentiator here. So I think to me, the difference is Porzingis like had the world on a platter form with the Knicks. Like, mm-hmm. like he was the star they were committing to him and then he got hurt and then nobody really stepped up in his absence, you know, right. like, I mean, he was, he was not, uh, <laughs> it, there was nobody on the team that was stepping up and like usurping him while he was hurt. Right. So then of course there was the talk about, you know, Durant that summer and then like, Oh, what if the Knicks get Zion? Like this, that, the other thing, you know, all kinds of different talk and, and all that stuff. So maybe that irked him a little bit, but like, you know, the Knicks were, I think, if he was willing to buy in, they were more than willing to make him sort of the centerpiece of the team, you know, for a long time and probably give him his max contract that he wanted. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he basically was just like, no, you guys hate me now. And, you know, I hate you and you don't want to make my brother your GM basically. <laughs> um, 
and then asked for the trade out of there. And, you know, I think that just broke Knicks fans' hearts more because we were all bought into him too, just like the Knicks seemingly were. And when whenever he came back, even if Durant was there, I, you know, it was still, at least from a fan base perspective, it was still going to be his team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we would look at it as, like, Chris Stapps brought this here. You know, like, like he started making the Knicks good again, and then he got hurt, and now he's coming back, and now the Knicks have a big free agent or whatever, and, like, you know, now they're going to be good because of him. You know what I mean? Um, also, the, with, weirdly, sorry to cut you off, but weirdly, the Knicks yeah. being proven right about Chris Stapps, I feel like makes the fans hate him more <laughs> because they were like, they were right to not want to give him a max contract. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's been that like level of vindication there too. That has made him more hated now. Right. Um, because Chris Stapps was very adamant about being worth all the money and all yeah. the, you know, his family running the Knicks and all sort of bullshit. Right. Um, but so then with Randall, I think Randall, you know, whether you agree with it or not, you know, and I, I don't, agree with it, but he could come across as more of a sympathetic figure in the sense that like, he is actually sort of seeing like, you know, he, he really put in the work and really had a great season last year and then has seen, and I mean, it's in large part, thanks to him playing like shit and giving bad effort and stuff, but he's sort of seeing RJ like in real time take over as like the leader of this team now. And it's becoming RJ's team instead of Julius's team and that sort of thing. And, you know, so you could sort of see where if he thought that he was going to be the centerpiece last year and then now the Knicks are, you know, he's not the centerpiece anymore, um, where he might be like, it was basically what the Berman story said, like that they made promises to him that he was going to be the number one option on offense again and this, that, the other thing and whatever. Um, it's a more understandable frustration to want to get out of town and it feels more like a mutual parting of ways at that point, which has a lot to do with the fact that he's just not trying anymore, but also, you know, ultimately I think makes him a slightly more sympathetic figure than, than Chris Stapps, who was basically having the world offered him on a platter and then was like, no, fuck you guys. You know, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't, you know, I don't care if any of the fans love me or whatever. Like I just want out of here, fuck this team, you know, whatever. So, you know, because Kevin Knox is getting 30 minutes as a starter this year or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at. Uh, I, I think Julius would still be. I think there would be certainly a large contingent of people, you and me included. I think who you know, if he did well somewhere else, and it wasn't like directly shitting on the Knicks, like they trade him to like Boston or something. Um, I wouldn't really harbor any like if they trade him to the West, especially. I really I wouldn't harbor any resentment towards him and be like, good for you, man. Like you'll see the Knicks twice a year if you fuck them up then, you know, whatever, I'm happy for you if that makes you happy. But otherwise, you know, I hope you do well, you know, otherwise. But, yeah, it wouldn't bother me too much if he, if he did well. Whereas literally any time Chris Stapps did well for Dallas, it made my blood boil. And every time he failed, it made me very happy. Yep, yep, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the, the best uh, representation of it. Oh, and as far as if I hate Chris Stapps now or not, I'm more or less indifferent to him too. Now he's on the wizards and he's a fucking joke and got salary dumped. (laughs) Um, But I still don't like him. Um, I still think it's a little weird that the, uh, uh, but maybe not weird that the whole like sexual assault allegation just kind of went away Mm -hmm. when he got traded from the Knicks magically uh, and has never resurfaced, but we've never really heard about that again. And if there's any sort of closure on that or, you know, any sort of legal proceedings or anything, um, 
So that still definitely rubs me the wrong way as well as how he left. So I definitely don't like him. I think I just hate him slightly less because now he's like a sad clown uh, <laughs> who got traded to Washington. So, yeah. Um, all right. So moving to our next category. This one I did get a little clever with. I called this, what did the five fingers say to the face? Because everybody wanted to ask questions about <laughs> related to Will Smith's uh, slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Uh, so we've got a bunch of slap related questions here. We'll try to sort of breeze through this. It's kind of silly, but it's it's fun. You've got mail. Uh, ZMP323 from the Discord wants to know, what's your favorite meme of the Will Smith slap so far? I haven't really engaged in, in the discourse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw I saw one today. I mean, I've seen some that are just like 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 me myself ha 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 it's because i beat myself up all the time you know whatever like of course Jeez. those always come out yeah um the one that i saw that was kind of funny i saw uh who i think it was like maybe stacy retweeted it or something uh someone tweeted out like the person who really deserves to get slapped on stage by will smith and it was mark tatum holding up the nick yeah. sign at the draft lottery that's pretty funny so I dig that. That's that's my my thing. Uh, that's probably my favorite meme. Uh, and then you've got mail. Z, uh, ZMP also wants to know if you could slap one Nick in history, who would it be, and why is it Andrea Bargnani? Yeah, it's 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 Bargs. It's definitely Bargs right after the. What is he doing, folks? Yeah, what's he doing, folks? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. And, and Clyde <laughs> needs to go out personally and slap him. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, that's just one of the best Clyde moments in history. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was it's so confused. He was and just so like angry. Like, yeah, he let he let the fandom shine. He yeah. he usually calls it pretty down the middle, but he really let the fandom shine through. Yeah, the, the only like, like he will like the only thing he'll do is like he'll be like get in there when like it's a big shot. Yeah. Um, he wants the ball to go in or like get out of there. Like if you know the other team's taking a shot, but yeah, yeah. he mostly is pretty pretty even keeled, um, homerism wise. But <laughs> that was he was so bad. Yeah. Did you see ran, totally random quick aside? I won't won't take us on tangent here, but did you see? I think it was in the Berman article uh, that Berman wrote where he caught up with Clyde before the one game, like after he announced that Clyde was going to get into the the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. for a second time as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And Clyde actually like explained because people were always like, "The Knicks have had point guard troubles for forever. Like, why aren't these why aren't these point guards going up to Clyde getting advice or whatever?" Yeah, and um, he actually said like in an effort to stay neutral or as neutral as he can on the broadcast, like he actually keeps all the players at arm's length intentionally. Like he says, he says this on the, on TV sometimes too. Um, He doesn't want to socialize with them and become like friends with them. He wants to just sort of be like, you know, colleagues, you know, like like he's there to cover them objectively and they're there to play basketball and he's not there to like, he he loves that. They all apparently call him OG. He loves that. But like that's the only he doesn't really socialize with them. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to like get involved because he thinks it would um, affect his commentary to, to commentate. Yeah, yeah, which, which is why he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's great, and why he's not like some of those other trash fucking broadcasts around the league that have their like yeah. super homer broadcast crew. Yeah, yeah. The, the Celtics one is the worst one. We're pretty. I mean, it's not surprising because like people want to work in New York, but. All the New York teams have very good broadcasting. I mean, taking football out of it because football is all national broadcast, but like the baseball and basketball broadcasting teams are, are good for all the teams. 
Yeah, I'm not really familiar with like hockey either, but I would imagine oh, yeah, I don't, hockey's I don't know pretty good. The hockey commentators. Um, yeah, but like baseball, yeah, baseball and and basketball are great. Like, I mean, literally, you have some of like the most like iconic like play by play voices in all of like sports. Yeah, just that just like casually do it on the local networks around here. Right. Yeah. Like, like Green. I mean, for basketball, Green, Green Iron Eagle, like yeah. two of the top play by play guys in the country for basketball. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then and also does football. And um and then know. like like Gare basically only does the yeah. Mets because that's all you can really he does he does see in the whole basketball, but um which is why he's like never in spring training in normal yeah. year because he's doing seen all basketball. But um yeah, Gary Cohen is like the consensus top play by play guy in in the league um for local and maybe in all sports is like fine. Yeah. It's not it's probably the worst of the four, but it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, like Michael K and who else they have? On, they have a they have a rotating cast of guys. Like they have yeah. Singleton. They have like David Cohn sometimes. It, it, they're like they're fine. They're not amazing, but they're like not bad. Um, yeah. But if like that's the worst team, that's a pretty good. We're in pretty good yeah. shape. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to take us on a tangent. Yeah, so you took was... us on a tangent. You son of a yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So next question comes in the Discord. You've got mail. Uh, I know playing with a gulliness from the Discord. Uh, in your point of view, is getting slapped in the face more painful or humiliating? Definitely humiliating, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, Chris Rock didn't even look like he was that hurt by it. <laughs> it's just like yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck. Like yeah. the whole point of a slap versus a punch is that a slap is more demeaning. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're just like showing the person like fuck you, but you're not like I'm actually gonna like physically harm you. Right. I'm literally just gonna like slap you and like dare you to do something back yeah. to me. Yeah. Because I'm not actually hurting you, but like I'm like striking you. You know? Right. It's yeah, it's like super disrespectful. So yeah. um yeah, it's definitely more humility. Like if you've ever been like slapped anywhere, face anything versus punched, like it's night and day. Like slaps sting a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not a big deal. It's not very painful. Yeah. Um You've got mail. All right, next question comes from Jax365 in the Discord. What Nick's opinion would get you slapped like uh, Will Smith did to Chris Rock? Do you have uh, one? I mean, depending on who I'm talking to, my like undying love for Carmelo Anthony might get me slapped. James Marcito would slap you for that. Yeah, yeah. James Maybe Schwinn, too. Yeah. Um, Schwinn only hates Melo because James hates Melo. Let's, let's be real here. I'm yeah. calling one out. I'm calling Schwinn out. He's just trying to he's just trying to show James how much he loves him. Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah, I think I think for me, I mean, yeah, it's it's become really like polarizing to still like mellow to this day. Like I I think that's probably mine too, to be honest. Like I feel like Knicks fans agree on a lot of things, especially yeah. with the benefit of hindsight, but like mellow is one thing that can still set people into a into a frenzy today. Right. Um, even after the fact, you know, of like what his impact was, how much he deserves to be. People also, this wouldn't get me slapped because it's just not important a player, but people also weirdly hate Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. I think just because he always like petered out at the most important moments because apparently his kids were a petri dish. Yeah. His kids were like probably like patient zero for COVID at this rate. Yeah, or something. Like, we have no way of knowing for sure, but I would not be surprised. They're probably, like, 15 years old now. Yeah, but they, like, they got him sick constantly. 
Yeah, he was just like always had the flu or something. He was like, oh, this is from my kids. And it's like, bro, like take a little time away from your kids <laughs> just for like a couple weeks. Like, <laughs> let's let's try to, you know, not get completely destroyed by Roy Hibbert. But of course, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's about it. Like, because usually the Knicks are just so bad that like, you know, there's no slappable opinions unless you go like, fully on the other end of the spectrum and just start saying like wacky shit just like for reactions basically right um which neither of us really do because we're just kind of like yeah well we can see the good and the bad with most things and that's it we're very nuanced is what i'm saying we are never slap us over nick's opinion yeah i mean you know how didn't um jack used to be nick's nuance right yeah we're the real nick's nuance we are the real Knicks nuance, yeah. Well, okay. Jack changed his handle to buy Jack Huntley. You know, he became more corporate. Yep. So that's what he gets. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join in on College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Obviously, time's ticking, so do that now. Uh, Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and bet $5 on any College Hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You've got mail. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next question. We're out of the slap segment, though. So shout out to the, what did the five fingers say to the face? Now we're just into some potpourri. Uh, Jake Andrews, again, from the Discord. Who are you rooting for in the Final Four? Who's your team? Well, I went to Villanova for law school. Oh, so you're rooting for Villanova? Yeah, I think that's the obvious choice. Um, I I will be rooting for Villanova, so there you go. I'm not really rooting for anybody, to be completely honest. I'm gonna, I guess I'll say Houston. Um, or no, Houston's not in Kansas. (laughs) That was last year. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, no, no, no. That was a brain fart because we were talking about. Grimes earlier. Yeah, going from Kansas to Houston. I, I know. From Kansas to Houston. Well, Houston was was in the Final Four last year, so it was kind of funny because it was like... Yeah, know. yeah. I'm back in time. Uh, no, um, yeah. I, I'm i not a huge Kansas guy. I'm not a big Villanova guy either. I really have never liked Duke. I, I guess by default, I'm kind of rooting for UNC. It would be pretty funny. Like, UNC and Duke have never played each other in the tournament. Finally happens during Coach K's last year, and then Duke just gets, like, smacked by UNC. Well, you know what? I really like Hubert Davis, and I really liked the way that he approached the post-game interview the other day where they wanted to make it all about him, and he kept being like, talk to my players, talk to my players. Don't talk to me. Stop talking to me. Um, So I like him. I think he's got good buy-in. I think he's a good dude, and I I think he's been a really good coach so far this year. So, yeah, I'm going to go UNC and Houston, obviously, if they come back into it. (laughs) If they just somehow – if Houston somehow gets back into it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Houston's my team. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Special announcement: uh, Houston, <laughs> this should be a final five this year. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do it. They're going to do a triple threat match yeah. in the one game. Uh, <laughs> it'll be really fun. There's going to be three baskets. It's a new yeah. gimmick. We're testing it out on the highest stage just to see how it works. 
You've got mail. All right, and another one uh, from Jake Andrews related to that. Uh, also, make a starting five using only NBA players whose schools are currently in the Final Four. Each school gets at least one player. So you did the, the I am ready for this. Yeah. yeah. So um, here are some – I'll give you a few options from each school. Alex, and you tell me who you want. Um, okay. Villanova, there's Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. Josh Hart, Kyle Lowry. Those are probably the five best players currently in the NBA from, from Nova. I'm going to take Brunson. That's probably who I'd take too. I would take Lowry if it was two years ago, but yeah, but Brunson today. Yeah. Bridges is also really great, but I think I'd go with Brunson. I mean, Bridges could still be in it because one school is going to get two players. Yeah, so. we can come back. We can come back to Bridges. Um, Duke. Uh, well, RJ. 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 There's, RJ. All, there's also Seth Curry. Brandon Ingram is there. Kyrie. Fuck him. Not taking him. Zion. Um, Zion, who is not listed here for some reason. That's oh, you know what it is? The list of active Duke players is so long that I... No, why is Zion not here? I don't know. Oh, because he hasn't played in 2022. So he's oh, like, yeah. on basketball references. He's listed on basketball references like technically being retired. Um, there's also Cam. Um, Cam yeah, yeah, Cam. I, I mean, I, I think I'd probably take... I guess really the question is, because like, I, I wouldn't take two players from either UNC or Kansas, and so I'll get there in a second. The question is, like, do you want either Seth or Seth Curry or Kyrie Irving over McCall Bridges? Because, like, we're obviously taking RJ. Uh, what about Tatum? Oh, yeah. See, there's too many Duke players. I, like, don't even – I can't even yeah. see half the people. Um, yeah, Tatum's an option, too. Um, I think I'm already going to say I'm taking RJ and Tatum. Okay. I got to take RJ just because RJ, but I'm taking RJ and Tatum, I think. So, fuck you, Villanova and the other – Kansas – Kansas, there are the Morris brothers. There is technically Quentin Grimes, although really not really. Um, there's Kelly Oubre. There's there's Nick, longtime Nick Wayne Selden. Um, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. There's Andrew Wiggins, and then the person I left out because it's the obvious choice is uh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, Joel Embiid's center. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, and then UNC, Cole Anthony, Harrison Barnes, Reggie Bullock, who we love, of course, Theo Pinson, who we love even more. Um, and Kobe White. Those are all the options there, I think. Really? I mean, there are more options, but like those are the best players. There's Danny Green. He's kind of not great anymore. Wayne Dude, UNC has fallen off as far yeah, as they don't really NBA have, players. They don't have... Well, because like, Vince Carter just retired a few years ago. Marvin Williams just retired. Um, they lost... like those, those are two solid players they just lost, but like they didn't really have... like Even going back in time, they haven't had like a ton of players for a while. Yeah, I guess, man, I guess I, I would go probably, Bullock. Mm, I, yeah, well, okay, so who do we have? Let's let's figure it out. So we have we have um, Brunson at point guard. We have RJ and Tatum at the wing. And then we have Embiid at center. So we kind of need like a a 3-4 type guy. Um, maybe I'd actually take Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Barnes could work, but I'm thinking like Bullock for the defense, and then like, I mean, you've got so much creation on that team between yeah. Brunson, RJ, Bullock would be a Tatum, good. and even Embiid. You know, like I, I think he could just poop yeah. in the corner and just yeah, shoot threes all day. He just he could just poop in the corner. Um, shout out to Seth. Yeah, uh, Seth Rosenthal, not Seth Curry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that team. 
Okay, six uh, man is Theo for for moral support. Yeah, six man's obviously Theo. Um, so we got Jalen Brunson, we got RJ, we got Jason Tatum, we got Joel Embiid, and we got Reggie Bullock with Theo Pinson as moral support. Yeah, I think that team could win a championship. <laughs> and head coach Tom Thibodeau. Well, you can't win a championship with Reggie Bullock starting on your team. To be honest, you're like you're, you, if it, you had if you had two MVP candidates starting, I know you well, absolutely. Like, could. I, I don't know. Like I would. I mean, you can't do like if we didn't have to take someone from UNC, I would say let's just put McCall Bridges on this team, and then like it's a much better team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely some better options. Like yeah. even like Wiggins, you know, would be a better option. Yeah, or... but fuck that guy. I mean, we're like really Kyrie Irving is obviously yeah. the person should be on this team, but yeah, also... really the the other guy is coming from Duke. Pretty. He much, also like... played like six games from for Duke, so you know yeah. he barely played for Duke. Um, I think really Cam Reddish is the answer here. Yeah, Cam fam, Cam fam. Uh, all right. Well, I, I think that's. The, I think that lineup could potentially win the. No, that, I mean that's like a very good team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unsurprisingly, because those schools are all like really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's definitely like the prestige school final yeah, four. We have year. a very like chalk final four this year. Mm. Well, sort of. I mean, Gonzaga went down. No, not, I don't mean chalk is in the one seeds. I mean, because I mean UNC is an eight seed. I mean chalk is yeah. in like very popular schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little different than what chalk would normally mean. Well, but we were talking about, like, schools with a lot of good players that come out of them. So that's what yeah. I meant. Okay. In context, right, it was reasonable. His, his, I'll call it a historical Final Four. Like, a very... Sure. I mean, it's the Blue Bloods, right? Isn't that the yeah. term? Yeah. Blue Bloods. Yeah, that's a good that's a good explanation. All right. Uh, we're, we're getting there. We're almost to the After Dark questions. Uh, we got two more before After Dark. So if everybody's keeping score and they want the After Dark part. But two good questions still to finish things up. Uh, another one from Jax365 from the Discord. You've got mail. <laughs> this is a long one. You ready? This is like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I'm ready. You find a magical cup on the floor in a park. A genie... <laughs> magical cup. I love it. A genie comes out and gives you three wishes. The first is wealth, and the second is an end to poverty. So Okay, so I guess that's the, the wishes you make. Cool. Okay, so we get rich and... And poverty. That's awesome. Third, you want Nick's success, but she has an issue with the third. She grants you the wish on some conditions. We get all monkeys pawed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be a pay pig for a minimum of one year. What is a pay pig? So a pay pig is is, is someone who who purposely gets financially dominated by women. <laughs> but we're wealthy now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the point, right? Like Jax is a okay. situation where we're like, like just giving away money to it. And like, by the way, you get like the sexual satisfaction is specifically out of like the woman having financial control over you. It's not like you don't get anything else from it. No kink shaming, but to me that's bizarre. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you have to be a pay pig for a minimum of one year and the Knicks get five years of success. And with every year after five more years of success, the second condition is everyone knows if you accept family, friends, wife, husband, et cetera. But Knicks fans will know about it too. If you reject it, the same thing happens. So people will know that you turned down being a pay pay <laughs> in return for the Knicks not being successful now. Uh, everybody knows. Would you do it? Well, so number one, as you pointed out, we're rich. So, like, it's yeah, not. You get wealth. I'm assuming this is like yeah. unlimited wealth, right? Like yeah, I mean, billions of dollars. It's, it's enough wealth where, like, being a pay pig for however long is, like, not going to, like, you're not going to make yourself broke. you know like paying off a woman to financially dominate you um which is kind of redundant but um 
Can you imagine if you were like doing that just for like you'd be going so through the motions of like you're just sitting there like I I assume that in this arrangement she like shows you as she's buying yeah oh, whatever sure. yeah. yeah and so like you're just sitting there just being like fine whatever do what you want like are yeah. we done yet is this yeah. is this like session done yet like <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> yeah I mean presumably like it's not really working. If you're like not getting anything out of it, and I would I would not like suddenly like get off on a woman. I was about to say, what if what if you develop a new kink via this? And that then, would be wild. I would be very surprised by that. Um, and then it bleeds you dry over time. And anyway, if Nick's get unlimited success because you do it for like forty years until you die. Forty <laughs> years of Nick's success. The world is going to be the world's heat death will happen before the mix were bad again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Uh, Anyway, if you could guarantee, if part of this, like, I would go back at the genie and say, if one of the, if you could guarantee one championship at least in those five years, I would do it. One championship every, so would you just do it for the one year and be done? I would, yeah, I think I'd do it for one year. If she could guarantee me that at least one, like, maybe they could win more than one championship, but she, like, I would not do it if they're going to, like, flame out in the conference finals five times in a row. I would imagine that this would probably imply that they would basically turn into like the early 2010s heat, you know, and like maybe win like 50% of the championships, you know, or like two out of five or like three out of five. I would do it for a year. Yeah. I would, I would do it. I mean, if, if there was no obligations, like you have to enjoy it or like you have to be into it, I would just be like, whatever, take whatever money you want. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If you like, I guess I didn't really think about, like I'm, I'm not. I'm forgetting that. Like I'm. I have. A, like we're assuming we have unlimited wealth here. So yeah, I guess I just do it forever. <laughs> like the next. Yeah. yeah like I just tell my family. There's nothing in here that I can't tell my family what the deal is. Yeah, and I would just be yeah, like, I'm paying off this woman because for somehow it makes the Knicks really good. So you know, I would do it for as long as it. I, I would be selfish because it would still be enough of an inconvenience that I'd be like, oh, this fucking sucks. I would do it long enough that it would cover presumably the rest of my life. Well, <laughs> so the thing is, like. Well, you could find yourself like a pretty, like, not greedy, you know, I don't know what the opposite of a pay picket, like the dominatrix. Um, maybe she doesn't really need that much. Maybe she's like kind of frugal. Maybe. I, I mean, would want my kids to enjoy the next success too. Although I guess the question is like my, I'm not married. So Alex, would your, this is better for you. Would your wife, if you were able, if you were allowed to explain exactly what's happening, would she be okay with it? No, she wouldn't care. Like, she'd be fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think most people, like, if you're like, I'm really not, like, this isn't, like, making me pop boners. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, giving her money because for some reason it makes the mix really good. I think yeah. as long as, you know, your wife knows that, like, you're still rich, I don't know. I think it would, I think for the first year, it would lead to a lot of skepticism until they, like, <laughs> won the championship. And right. I would just be yeah, like, look, like. Be there, yeah. Yeah. Then I'd be like, "Look, the proof's in the pudding. Like, this is yeah. working, and yeah. we have more money than God now. So who cares?" Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah she'd be. Yeah, so you come back at us within two weeks with like more of a monkey's paw, make it a little like I think this is actually. It seemed hard at first, but like it's actually kind of easy because we're like unlimited wealthy. All right, we're gonna lay down the gauntlet to Jax here. Yeah, uh, you got to come back with a better monkey's paw than this because yeah. clearly this one was too easy yeah, to talk really, our way through. Ask us again and take away the unlimited wealth. Yeah, I mean, if it was just like, okay, you get a relatively well, like, you, let's say you get like a $200,000 a year job or something. Right. And you have to get, you know, you have to be a pay pig right. for someone, you know, then, then it starts being like, 
we'd also have to establish like how much money you have to give the dominatrix. Yeah, and let's assume it's like I don't know, like half or something, where it's right. like, wow, now I suddenly can't like enjoy this normal people wealth that I have. Like that would make it a little harder. I probably and do. It might be like I only do it for yeah. like two years. I want like ten years of next right. success or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, I mean, and then I'll start banking. That's why forever, right? If we get one championship out of it, people remember that forever. And presumably, you're like a next celebrity because <laughs> everybody knows that you're the reason this happened. That's the other part. If you're just willing to suck it up for five years, or sorry, for one year, and then yeah. Knicks get five years of success and win like two championships, then you're like, and and there's like, because you're telling everybody that you right. did it. And the question it says, Knicks fans know about it. Yeah, so then, like, you're God then. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, we're going to kink shame you for being a, a pay pig. To right, <laughs> why would they do They're going to well, be like, you're you're a fucking saint. Like, you are a literal patron saint here for well, giving up your wealth People on Twitter who would still try to kink shame us because, like, People you know, suck. Right. People suck. Like, including Knicks fans. Ob- I, you know that, I mean, obviously, like, Bulls and Heat and Lakers fans would, like, kink shame the shit out of us for doing it. But, like, oh, Knicks can never win on their own, so you have to fucking pay somebody off. Um, yeah. But there would definitely be Knicks fans who would, like, give a shit, too. But we would probably also have courtside seats to every game. Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, because you become a celeb. Oh, my God. This is just it, this is adding up, man. Yeah, I can't sorry, wait for this scenario. Yeah, it's actually too, too good. Yeah. <laughs> I would never not do this under these, yeah. these rules. <laughs> and I would do it for a few years, too. I mean, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I think I would, like, it, again, Unlimited Wealth, like, I would, I'm thinking more about it. I would just do it forever. Yeah. If I, like, if I, I'm 31, if I live to, let's say, 95 I did it for 64 years. That is 320 years of mixed success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Why would not do that? I mean, there would be like a statue of me built, built outside of MSG. Yes, they'd be like, wow, you've brought so much success to the Knicks. Yeah. You'd become like beyond the Yankees. It would be like comical. At what point like, would, like, if the Knicks were... <laughs> The Knicks were dominant for 300 years. At what point would the NBA just be like, I think we have to shut down? I think, no, you know what would be the eventual risk? Would be the NBA would take out a hit on us. Yeah. Be like, yo, if we can kill this person, not we just, can. Not just the NBA, like, like the Lakers. Better. Like, the Lakers, like, if the Lakers suddenly weren't the Lakers because the Knicks won 15 championships in a row, like, I think the bus family would come after us. Honestly, the real answer is like odds makers would do it. Yeah, no, they'd be like, "You're making our life fucking impossible." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd we probably can't possibly set bad enough odds on the Knicks for people to not believe they're. they're we would be. That is the that's the risk against doing it, right? Because like, think now that you threw that wrench in there, would we be dead in like after a year? Mm, I Once mean, the concept happened. I think they would like. I think somebody would try to kill us. I mean, with un. With, like, unlimited money, though, you could basically fix yourself up with, like, fucking president of the U.S. level security. Yeah, that's, like, true. that's true. You could get your own secret service, basically, to yeah. escort you everywhere. You know, to, to yeah. be like, I'm yeah. the fucking golden goose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is so funny. <laughs> James Dolan would probably pay for your security, to be oh, for sure. honest. Yeah, for sure. Like, you wouldn't even have to pull that out of pocket. You could be like, yo, Dolan, like, if you want me to not be fucking killed and for the Knicks to, you know, reign for a thousand years here, uh, let's, uh, you know, let's let's make this happen. Give me some security for free and courtside seats and we'll call it a day. That dominatrix is going to live a very good life. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dominatrix is going to be like, I hit the jackpot. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy isn't even like, I don't have to deal with this guy like weirdly being into this. He just just yeah. killed money. <laughs> All right. So pros, Nick's win forever, unlimited money, uh, minimal commitment to the actual bit of being a pay pig. <laughs> Cons are living in fear of being assassinated forever. Yeah, pretty much, but yeah. probably being able to get good enough security. So I'm with it. I am doing this 100. Like, what, I would still be very nervous. Like, you would turn into a paranoid like freak, even if you had really good security, because you'd be like, "What if they get paid off? You know, to like murder me? It would be like really." Would you be Would you be more worried about dying, or more worried about the fact that your death would result in less nice success? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be more worried about dying. Like, whatever. <laughs> I would, be, I would be like, oh my god, I can't. I want the Knicks to, to have 300 years of success. I have to make you it to already said only You'd only want them to do it until you died. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Can you also imagine if you have the same, let's say you do live to 95, you have the same dominatrix who's now like 96 as well. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Just being like, give me all your money, you piece of shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Buy me this new I ventilator. Wish, <laughs> like, we're here to answer this. He'd probably be like, "I, w- I wouldn't do it. I got, I got morals. I'm not gonna like, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna like pay off someone to like, you know, try to get me off when spending my money." <laughs> anyway, all right, Jax, you need to come up with a harder version because I think this one is too easy to say yes to. So, rack your brain in two weeks. Come with another hypothetical. That's your challenge. Uh, this is our this is our Kobe challenge to you. Uh, mama challenge. That was what he used to call. Them. You've got mail. Uh, all right. So Jordan Bob once more from Twitter has uh, another question for us. Which young player on the Knicks do you want to see have a huge leap next season? RJ Barrett for me. Yeah, RJ. Like he. So where he's at right now is. Um, Benji talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Like his defense is kind of taking a hit as he's carried the offensive load, which is understandable. But like. We know the defensive ability is there. So, like, what I really want to see him do next year is kind of tie it all together. Put it all together. And, and I mean, if he takes – if we're talking about a, a, a quote-unquote huge leap, like a huge leap for him constitutes – like, he just went from, you know, good, improving, maybe potential star to, like, absolute bona fide star build around him. Right. If he takes he also, a huge leap. He also has had, like – like he's been going as he's taken on more and more of the load, he's like kind of gotten less efficient, which is not surprising. He's still like getting the points up, but like, but he's, he's not like disgustingly inefficient. No, it's not terrible, but it's like definitely his inefficiency could be better. His efficiency could be better. Um, he's been like eight of 20 lately. It's like, right, I feel like the stat line I always see for him, right? Which isn't great. It's, I mean, it's not terrible given how many threes he takes, but it's not great. And um, how many free throws he generates, now. right? Yeah, but like, if he, yeah, he's like his next leap is like all star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so. I, that's the guy because he's RJ. he's the only guy on the team who I could see like getting to all-star level like quickly I love him his ceiling is probably like really good solid starting point guard Obi's is probably like solid you know starting big RJ's is like is all-star is like all-star and potentially all NBA right yeah if you're really really break defensively well. if he like picks his defense back up mm-hmm. and maybe even all defense if that continues yeah. going too so. right yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely RJ. All right, we've made it. 
We're at Dan, it's a long show. Uh, we've made it. We're going to still do two and a half hours. It's crazy. Yeah, it's freaking, it's getting worse every time. It's getting worse every time. We talk too much, Matt. We talk too much. We had, we had a lot of questions. A lot of questions. We did have a lot of questions. Pretty complicated answers this week, which is good. I love it. Because, like, the next, yeah. I mean, they've been playing well lately, but they, they kind of suck. So, like, I can't believe that people think of all these things for us to talk about. Yeah, quite frankly. Because yeah. I struggle so hard with, like, locked on next week. What the fuck do I talk about? I know. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna move though to Nick's mailed out bag after dark. Hello, ladies. And uh, so our first after dark question comes from old Tara, uh, in our in our discord this is actually like a two-week-old question i think this guy asked like just past the horn when yeah, zach and i were recording the last the one. yeah yeah which would so, have been recorded last time yeah but finally getting to it because you know it's still you know relevant you've got mail uh why is it called the quick deuce backcourt and not dickley <laughs> dickley is really funny <laughs> Dickley is awesome. Obviously, it's because it's like mildly profane, right? But this is also mildly profane, but like not in such an obvious way. But, but it's in like a cute tee way, not like right. dicks, you know. Like Dickley is know. so good, though. I love it. But yeah, I think do that. <laughs> yeah, I vote that we start just privately calling the quick deuce backcourt Dickley, um, even if it's not ready for public consumption. But I think I will start calling it Dickley in my. Just like talking in Discord or whatever. Are, are we in agreement there? Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, I'm on board. All right. We're going to start the Dickley movement. All right. Um, <laughs> I hope that response was worth the wait, old sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next questions come from uh, who's currently going as photo of Alan Crab on the Discord, which is actually James Marcita. You've got mail. Uh, I just watched. You know, sorry, before you ask the question, do you know what, what is that? Because James went on the G League website the other day and um, the image that they, or the placeholder or whatever that they put for Alan Crabb, who's currently on the G League Knicks. was a broken. Uh, it was like broken and it just said <laughs> photo of Alan Crabb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, um, okay. It is really funny. So that's why James made that his name. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so James's first question, I just watched Dune. What did I like about it and what did I dislike about it? I still haven't seen Dune. Um, I don't know what's wrong with you. But I generally know what I, I do. I'm going to watch it at some point. Um, I didn't realize it was back on HBO Max until James just said this, which I assume yeah. means it's back. Um, it is back, yeah. But I know James well enough, and I know generally what the movie's about. I'm going to say what he liked about it is that um, it's a film directed by Denis Villeneuve. Um, what he disliked about it is that it's like a blockbuster. Yeah, I'm going to say like he probably liked the cinematography. Um, maybe despite the fact that it's set on like a desert planet, he would say like, wishes there was like more color involved. Cause it was kind of a drab movie. Like it was all just like grays yeah. and tans. Um, but that makes it more of a thoughtful and serious piece. Not if you talk to people about like Avengers Endgame and stuff, they're like, This this whole place just got blown to hell and there's smoke everywhere, but why is it gray? Like it was I I see like 
See, I, I'm actually, I really want to go on a tangent about Endgame now because we're answering a question that James asked about Dune. He's going to be pissed. Um, I see pictures and like, you know, GIFs and clips and whatever from the final Endgame battle. And like, I wish they hadn't. I, they did that because like, it's, look, realistically, Thanos' ship crashes into a giant complex, blows everything up. There's going to be a huge smoke cloud that's not going to clear immediately. But like, it's a fucking superhero movie. Who cares? I kind of wish they had like hadn't been realistic and like left it bright because it just kind of sucks that like all the coolest shit, like Cap picking Mjolnir, the Avengers Assemble moment, it's also dark. You know, I wish it were like a lot brighter. Yeah, yeah, I, I can feel that because you know, like they they all have like uh, you know very colorful getups and everything. Right. So like, everybody looks the same. Meanwhile, Cap's face is covered in soot and like yeah. you can barely see anything. Like I, I get it, like. It's realistically that is what would happen, <laughs> but yeah. um, I like I don't would I don't think anyone would have cared if they were just like oh if there was a ship crashing for some reason the dust cloud uh, I don't know Hulk like blew his breath really hard and the dust cloud cleared like who cares it it would have been nice if it were like more colorful and vibrant but um, yeah. it's not a big deal I still love that movie it just I do wish that like those really cool scenes were were not so dark yeah yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know what else James would hate about it. Probably just, again, it's too mainstream. He just dislikes mainstream movies and shit a lot of the time. The fact uh, that, uh, Zach likes it, probably a problem for James. Yeah, Zach liking it would definitely be, like, minus points. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely part of it. All right, we're going to go much more in the spirit of After Dark now. Uh, You've got mail. Would you, rather, would you rather cut off your dick or both of your arms? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think, I mean, this might be controversial, but I think I would cut my dick off. I, like, I, I think I would too, which is why like, I'm having trouble answering this because like, do I really want a colostomy bag for the rest of my life? But yeah. I like having arms. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, would, I would have more faith that prosthetic penises could come yeah. around better yeah. in the next like 15 years than yeah. prosthetic full fucking arms. Um, so, and would I would not want to it guarantee the big success for five years <laughs> <laughs> for five years. No, no. What about 320 years? I would need the, I would need all the other stuff that came with it too. So I would need the unlimited wealth. The, and you need to be a pay pig. It, no, no pay pig. This, time, this is all positives. You need all the other stuff that came with it. <laughs> I would need all the positives with no monkey paw. So I would need like the unlimited money, the Knicks being good forever, um, and also like ending world poverty and solving all the world problems and all that shit. Um, that would have to come with it. Then maybe I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Otherwise, I'm not doing that voluntarily. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not happening. Fucking James. I mean, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. You've got mail. Uh, all right, James, uh, next question. Can I borrow five bucks? No. For asking that last question, you can't. Yeah, that's really... Also, like, you live across the country. Yeah. I could just Venmo you five bucks, but I don't want to. That's a lot of effort. So, I'm going to go with no. Um, unless it's for something for your daughter, in which case you can have five dollars. But I need to see you spend it, James. Otherwise, I'm because, not going to you. Because you're a pay pig. <laughs> because I'm a pay pig. Oh, oh my God, it's happening. Wait, um, wait, 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 can we go back to Jack's hypothetical and James is the dominatrix? Would you do it then? 
Oh, God. Boing. It would be so annoying, but I would still do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. But man, that would be miserable. I don't think I would do it for the rest of my life. If it, were James. it would be so annoying. James would really lean into it, and like we would have friendly moments afterwards. But like yeah. during like our allotted like hour or whatever, yeah. he'd be such an asshole. Yeah. It'd be funny. I would do it for. I would do it until I wanted to murder him, and then I'd stop. And that yeah. would just be like as long as I. I mean, I do it for at least a year, but like. I would not do it indefinitely if it were James, even if I had unlimited wealth. Yeah. You've got mail. Then James, uh, next question here is, excuse me? You're excused, James. That's it. I'm not saying anything else. Yeah. Uh, next question, <laughs> will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that one. Zach is actually the real Slim Shady, so yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's not here. He's on his way. Actually, I haven't told everyone why he's not here. He is going on vacation. Yeah, that jerk. Hopefully. He's on vacation. Hopefully with his uh, future wife, probably. <laughs> his girlfriend, whose name he's yeah, it's, it's like They've been dating for like four months, and he finally now knows her last name. Yeah, yeah. After You know, that's normal three and a half months to know someone's last name. Wait, what if, what if he found out her last name because she is going with him on this trip and he had to book her ticket? That would be pretty funny. Um, all he told us was he asked. He didn't tell us exactly how he found out, but you know what? We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Cause yeah. we got something yeah. coming up with, with names and stuff. So you've got mail. James's heavy hitter question here in Nick's mailbag after dark. Uh, I want each of you to power rank the other two hosts then aggregate the scores and give us an overall power ranking. So since Zach wasn't here, we asked him to do this so that we would have it. And and we should point out, I we asked Zach to do this at like 6 o'clock, and he immediately responded to me and said, okay, and then never did it. <laughs> and then we waited for like five yeah. hours, and then yeah. he finally gave it to us. And then, and then Alex followed up and was like, hey, uh, what the fuck? And then he was yeah. like, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, too busy packing for his trip to amsterdam yeah apparently um so zach ranked it as himself wilson his cat and then me so we have to assume we don't know who wilson is um but I'm then he did it. say wilpon fuck yeah and i guess course... to explain wilpon is me my last name is not wilpon it's like a whole fucking thing and it's something worth getting into but um i'm gonna so we're going with wilson that's his official yeah. list he said wilson so i'm not on the list um, and we, I, is Wilson this girl's last name? Yeah, um, Wilson might be Jennifer. Maybe Eastern European? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So it might be, might be Wilson. That was the yeah. vaguely Eastern European sounding last name. Somehow I'm somehow not on the list, which is amazing because he said this in, in after, right after text saying, because you said, I don't know, you must have said something to him. Uh, you're last, but apparently I'm last. Yeah, it's because I, I sent this a uh, SpongeBob title card that said six and a half <laughs> hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, you ask Whack to do one easy thing and six and a half hours later. <laughs> and then he's like, just for that, fuck you. <laughs> um my rank like, we agree that he's in the, the last place in our ranking. Yeah, yeah. So I have you first and then him. Okay. He's supposed to rank himself, by the way. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So his, I'll put you first, then him, and then yeah, the aggregate, then we'll come out one and two, and then he'll be right. in last place. Yeah, because his, his list is completely invalid, because I'm not on it. He ranked himself. He ranked his cat. <laughs> Technically speaking, I would end up number one. Yeah, you, because, 
He writes Spegma. <laughs> Nobody calls you Spegma. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting. That's why I just said me because I'm like I don't even understand what is. Oh right, you didn't say. Yeah, so Zach's actual list, word for word, is one me as in Zach, two Wilson, three his cat, and four Smegma. It's I mean it's a real, really confusing. It's a real list. It's a real list. Yeah. So, uh, we're tied for first, Zach's and last. That's that's it. I think that's the moral of the story here. Good, yeah. good list. Good list. All right. Uh, <laughs> You've got mail. James's next question, a brain teaser, which luckily you had the time to do the math on, so we don't have to sit here and sit like idiots. I will explain. I will show my work, but go ahead. All right. Or tell your work, but no, whatever. I mean, you know, showing through words. Anyway, James says, two large and one small pumps can fill a swimming pool in four hours. One large and three small pumps can also fill the same swimming pool in four hours. How many hours will it take four large and four small pumps to fill the swimming pool? So the answer is an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and that's because based on the info he gave us, one small pump, or sorry, one large pump is equal to two small pumps because it was two large and one small and then one large and three small. So essentially you took away one large pump and you replaced it with two small pumps and it still took four hours. That means that a small pump is half the size of a large pump. So if it's four large and four small pumps, um, it's effectively 12 small pumps. And if five small pumps, which again, if one large is two small pumps and you're doing one large and three small in four hours, it's five small pumps takes four hours. 12 small pumps would take an hour and 40 minutes. Cool. Yeah, I totally could have gotten to that answer too, eventually, but I was not going to take the time <laughs> to do that. I was just going to tell him to go fuck himself. Forgive me your word problem. Well, I did the math. Props to you for doing it. That's the completionist in you, the perfectionist. Yep. I appreciate it. So there you go, James. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> last, last question from James. You've got mail. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, always. Yeah. I always I mean, smell it. Yeah. Best wrestler ever, by the way. I don't really give a shit about wrestling, but I do love The Rock. The Rock is the fucking man. He was like the best best performer, bar none, to me. What I, I really love is, is the actor Dwayne Johnson. That's the yeah. guy I really love. Um, yeah. Once he got rid of The Rock name, he stopped being as cool. I just wish I just wish he would come back for Fast and Furious 10. I get why he doesn't want to. And Vin Diesel tried to manipulate him into it, which was fucked up. But I really wish he would come back. I wish that he would bring back his old Brahma bull tattoo instead of that new tattoo that he tattooed over a few mm. years ago. Stupid. Just imagine Fast and Furious 10. I mean, there's still going to be an 11. Apparently the last one's going to be 11, which is such a weird one to hand on. Um, so maybe he'll come back for 11. But The Rock, Jason Momoa is going to be in this next one. Jason Satham, bring him back. Uh, John Cena still. Vin Diesel. All the other guys. I mean, like... What I love Fast and the Furious. Do you risk it just turning into like Expendables though? Then what? Oh, it's Fast and the Furious. Who cares? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You bring up a good point. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> anyway, our last question is: uh, <laughs> We have to find a way to make this end with a bang, <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. I uh, You've got mail. <laughs> Comes from Jake Andrews uh, via the Discord. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Carmen uh, San Diego. I yeah. got it. Okay. Carmen San Diego is the dominatrix. Oh, nice. Take two. 
I was going to say Carmen San Diego was currently in the airport with Zach on the way to uh, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> That's his girlfriend's last name was San Diego. Something yeah, vaguely Eastern European. <laughs> Jennifer San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Carmen San Diego. Her middle name is Carmen. She goes by her middle name. Yeah, yeah so she goes yeah. by Carmen. Except for with Zach, because she was afraid of him at first, so she gave her first name that nobody else I mean, knows. Really, yeah, I don't really fully know the story since I've never listened to that episode. But I, the gist of it, right, is that he left a note on her car. Yeah, basically, like they kept like sharing the elevator together, and Zach was like, "How do you know?" I guess he saw her get in her car one time. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or he saw her like going inside from her car, so he knew which car was hers. That's so creepy. Why did that work? I don't know. So he like wrote a note and was like, sorry, I'm too shy to like, you know, approach you or whatever. But like, or like they'd like talked once or twice, like in the elevator, but he just like, didn't make the move. And so he was like, yeah, I'm like the dude you talked to in the elevator a couple times, but like, we just, oh, like, God, go on a date or something. That's and then, yeah. So then he also like leaves her like cookies and stuff outside her door and shit, which that's kind of cute. That's no, that's cute. cute. Yeah. But like the note, she, probably is you know that's why she never told him her last name like what if he's a serial killer she's not sure what if he's a creepy stalker yeah well he's definitely that he's definitely that but like beyond that you know yeah Yeah. anyway all right well we found a way to end the episode on a (laughs) made fun of zach perfect way to made fun of zach which is just kick him while he's away enjoying himself i have no like room to talk i just enjoyed myself this past weekend so well i i didn't (laughs) <laughs> Sucks for you, buddy. <laughs> I got to go to somewhere vaguely European and went to New Orleans. That's what I'll, it, we, for end of episode plugs, I'll plug New Orleans. It's a fucking awesome city. I will plug foot surgery because that's what I did this weekend. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. What a yeah. good time. It was really did you, get a bunch of, did you get a bunch of great painkillers? No, I mean, it's really not that bad. It's just like irritated. So when I walk around, it's like, you know, feels a little irritated, but. It um, sucks. So you didn't even get painkillers. Well, I don't want to be addicted to opiates anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can just have a good time without getting addicted. Come well, on, well I don't know. It's it's a crisis, Alex. It's a crisis. It's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. I understand. Um, I'm gonna plug uh, finding out women you're dating's last names sooner than four months because it's fucking weird. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to plug. That's like normal etiquette. So yeah, I think that's a good thing to plug. Uh, Zach, be a more normal person is what we really are saying here. Uh, all right. If uh, if you made it all the way to the end, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, good for only, you. To almost only the most that. dedicated survive here. Um, so, yeah, uh, this has been, I'm going to, no, I'm not going to look at the episode number. Uh, I, you know what? I, I always forget. I try to rush to do it. Um, this has been Nick's Mailbag episode I'm going to go backwards. 34. Thank you for listening. It's not 34. It's it's, it's definitely not 34. It, it looks like it's 55 because I guess Schwinn didn't do one. Oh. Oh, we're back on track for number 69. Yeah, we are. Oh, thank you, Schwinn. We are back on track for 69. All right. All right. So I will say it then. This has been episode 55 of Nick's Mailed Out Bag. And we will be back in 14 weeks with episode 69. <laughs> we'll also be back in two weeks. Hopefully <laughs> next week and doesn't put us back on the even numbers. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in two weeks to record another episode. Thanks for all the great questions. And we will talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.